So you've been working your fingers to the bone, you're in desperate need of some R&R, and most importantly, you just need something to help calm your nerves. Well, first off, I'm sure glad you're here, because we're going to take care of part of that today on Blabbit in the Bluegrass, and the rest of it will be settled once you pay a visit to Corbin in southeastern Kentucky. It will certainly cure what ails you, and here to help you plan your trip that direction is the one and only Maggie Munholland. She is the executive director of the Corbin Tourism and Convention Commission. She is going to prove to us here in just a short while that Corbin truly has it all, from great eats to great shops, comfy places to stay, gorgeous scenery. Yes, Corbin is the place where Colonel Harlan Sanders started the legendary Kentucky Fried Chicken, but there is much, much more reason to visit Corbin besides that. So we're going to dive in in just a few minutes. Take your comfy seat, get your blanket to help stay warm, as well as a hot or cold beverage of your choice, because it is time for Blabbing in the Bluegrass, episode four of season four. Buckle up. Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Cuba to Africa, Baghdad to Mexico. Yes, all of these communities exist in the Commonwealth, so we are indeed international. And nobody embraces this internationalism like we do here on Blabbit in the Bluegrass Exploration and Celebration of all things Kentucky. I'm Sam Moore, as always, here at the unmatched, upscale North Quail Motel in beautiful Henderson, KY. Now, Henderson's great. It's a wonderful hometown, but for those of us here and in other parts of the state that just need a little change of pace, a change of scenery, we've got just the perfect place for that today, whether the great outdoors is calling your name and you're in the mood for some swimming, boating, hiking, you name it. Corbin's got it when it comes to nature. You can also taste some delicious Kentucky Fried Chicken there while also learning more about the fascinating history of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Plus, you can entertain yourself with a variety of festivals, a cruise-in held four times a year, and we'll find out more about all of this and much, much more momentarily with Maggie Munholland, the Executive Director of the Corbin Tourism and Convention Commission. It is well worth your time and gas to get there. I don't care where you are within or outside of Kentucky. Whether you stay for a day, a weekend, or a week, trust me, there will not be a dull moment. If there is, you're not doing it right. That's all we're going to say. And we will fill this show with plenty of tips and tricks to help you pass your time 
during the visits to Corbin, and it won't be hard. Not at all. So, you won't want to miss a minute. Before we get to Maggie, though, I do want to remind you that I love hearing from you. And please, please, don't be shy with those questions about the show, comments, vicious remarks. Hey, I'm thick-skinned, and I also welcome your uh, suggestions for future directions of the program, guests, topics, as long as it's Kentucky-related. I am open-minded to it. So, shoot me an email, bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com, B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. There is also the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page, and it is waiting for you to like and follow it because all of my previous episodes are there. If you missed some or you just want to go back and relive some because you enjoy the guests so much, hey, feel free to do so. And also, make comments, leave messages. I love hearing from you there, too. Plus, you can stay up to date with additional information, teasers about future programs, and it's all at your fingertips via the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page. And podcast directories, yep, we're there, too. We are a part of four directories now. You can subscribe and listen to Blabbing in the Bluegrass totally free of charge via Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the newest one is Verbal. V-U-R-B-L, they have just acquired the show. We couldn't be more tickled, so be sure to take advantage of these outlets to stay up to speed with Blabbing in the Bluegrass each and every week as well. You won't regret it, and we'll be glad to have you. So, last but certainly not least, before the woman of the hour, Maggie Minhollen, we have another bluegrass brainbuster as we try to on a weekly basis. So we'll give you the question now. We will give you the answer at the conclusion of the program. Today I have a two-parter. I want to know first which two words can famously be seen on the water tower in Florence. Yep, speaking of international towns in Kentucky, there's Florence. That's another one. But which two words can famously be seen on the water tower in Florence and what was originally supposed to be advertised on that water tower? So again, two-parter, which two words can famously be seen on the Florence water tower and what was originally supposed to be advertised on the water tower? Think on that. We will enlighten you with the answer in the program's final segment. Good luck. Sam Moore now presents his Blabbing in the Bluegrass Community Connection. Well, folks, Corbin is home of the original Kentucky Fried Chicken, but there is so much more to see and do and explore in this charming community, and a lot of it gets overlooked, and it's very unfortunate, but that's why we're here. It's one of southeastern Kentucky's most hidden gems, and we want to give it the attention and exposure that it deserves, and here to help us do that is the executive director of the Corbin Tourism and Convention Commission. So let's welcome to the stage none other than Miss Maggie Munholland. Yay! <laughs> well, good morning. Good morning, good morning. I am sure glad you're here. We were talking before we went on the air here that you are originally from Richmond, Virginia. So how long have you lived in Kentucky? 
Yeah, well, now, as far as living in Kentucky, I've been here almost 20 years, so okay. I consider myself a Kentuckian through and through. I would say so. Now, has it been Corbin all those years? No, actually, I got my start in Madison County. Um, I uh, finished my master's degree at EKU. Cool. And then I uh, went on to explore some career opportunities and worked for both the city of Richmond and the city of Perea. So, um, and then about, it'll be eight years in January that I became a Corbinite. Eight years. Oh, they call them Corbinites. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that term. That's a, that's a new one. I'm, I mean, I know the Corbin Redhounds. That's the, you know, the, sure. the high school team there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Corbinites, that's uh, that's what I've not heard. So another reason I had you on the show today, Maggie. So <laughs> anyway, so you've uh, you've been there for eight years. So Maggie, why don't you explain what makes Corbin such a fabulous place to call home? Yeah, well, you know, the great thing about Corbin, of course, we're located in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. Sure. And it is such a beautiful place to call home. Um, I'm an outdoor enthusiast, and so I get to hike and kayak and swim and do all the things I love um, right here at home. But really, it's about the people. Um, Corbin is full of that small hometown charm. Um, the people are friendly. Uh, everybody's willing to help one another. Um, when when times get tough, we tend to pull together. And what I love about Appalachia is that you know the people persevere, and Corbin is is definitely a place where people have persevered and I've seen so much growth and positive change in the city in the last eight years that I've lived here and it's just really nice to live in a progressive place um, where administration wants to continue to better the quality of life for its citizens. Sure and you you always love a place where you know people love each other and help one another and it sounds like that's certainly where you are. Now, have you been the executive director of the uh, Corbin Tourism and Convention Commission the whole time you've lived in Corbin? Well, all but seven months. So, okay. Yep, yep, but for, for the most part, yes. I yes. see. So you've, you've held your current post for a little over seven years. Correct, yeah. And, um, you know, I was actually the first executive director ever hired by the Tourism Board, Oh, that about that? Yeah, that you know, to be able to come in to a blank canvas and um, create, you know, this wonderful garden of, you know, adventure and opportunity for uh, citizens and guests alike. Absolutely, and <laughs> seven plus years and still going strong, thanks to you, Maggie Manholland. Now, uh, your website, dear, states that Corbin is situated in the outdoor adventure mecca of Kentucky. Now, you briefly touched on this a second ago, but expand a little more on what makes the Corbin area an outdoor lover's paradise. Sure. So, you know, we are in the outdoor adventure mecca of Kentucky, 
We're nestled um, in the Daniel Boone National Forest, um, which is full of opportunities for adventure seekers, such as hiking, biking, horse riding, ATV riding. But we are also home to the beautiful and pristine Laurel Lake, which is surrounded by the National Forest. So um, the lake is very clear. It's a great place for fishing, scuba diving, um, pontoon boating, um, swimming. Just it's it's a beautiful lake. So uh, lots of of natural assets um, here in Corbin. But of Absolutely. course, our crown jewel is the Cumberland Falls State Park. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, so the Cumberland Falls State Park has over 17 miles of hiking trails. Sure. Um, including the Chitawi Trace Trail, which is, is, of course, a very popular trail. Um, and, you know, lots of outdoor adventure opportunities there. But we are home to the only moonbow in the Western Hemisphere. Indeed. Yes, that is the... The only place in the Western Hemisphere that you can see the moon bow. And of course, they've got great lodging, great meals. I mean, anything you need for a fun getaway can all be found right there at Cumberland Falls State Resort Park. And all of Maggie's favorite activities, swimming, kayaking, they can all be done on Laurel Lake. So, you know. Oh, absolutely. Well, and, you know, not only... um, are we home to Cumberland Falls State Park, but right outside the park, we're also home to Chatawi Trace Adventure Resort. So Cumberland Falls is actually located on the southern end of the Cumberland River. Uh-huh. And that offers a lot of opportunity through the adventure outfitters for the kayaking, whitewater rafting, tubing, um, just lots of great water sports. So any, any water lover will definitely have a great time here. They offer, in addition to all of the recreation pursuits, they also offer a wide variety of lodging. Um, so, you know, RV camping, different types of cabins. They even have these amazing covered wagons. Ah. Oh, that are just so cool. And they're they're very close to what we would call glamping. So <laughs> glamorous any, camping, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. So anybody that's that's looking for a glamping experience can stay in the covered wagons or their new cabins. But they also have more rustic options for those that are just looking to get get back to nature. Oh, okay. So see it might be <laughs> in fact it will definitely be worth our time to you know, split our Corbin stay between Cumberland Falls and Chitawi Trace. Absolutely. <laughs> if we don't, we'll be missing out. Now, sure. uh, now, Maggie Corbin is split up into three different counties, is it not? We are. So we are one of the only cities in the state that lies in three counties. So we are, um, we lie in Whitley, Knox, and Laurel counties. Whitley, Knox, and which county are you in, Maggie? I'm in Whitley. You're in Whitley, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I always find it kind of confusing that, you know, Whitley City is actually not in Whitley County. Right, (laughs) right. But there are neighbors. 
Yes. Yeah, they're they're right in the in the next door county to you there in McCrary, but yes. <laughs> one of those playful quirks about Kentucky. But but anyway, make sure you check out all of the three uh, counties that Corbin is uh, spread between, or else, <laughs> like we said, you'll you'll be depriving yourself. Now, Maggie, we touched on this a second ago as well, but who doesn't love Kentucky Fried Chicken? I know you do. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can you not? And after mm -hmm. after exploring its rich and fascinating history at the original restaurant, we'll appreciate it even more, I know. So give us an overview, if you would, of what we can expect to explore and experience inside Colonel Sanders' original cafe and museum. Well, we are just so excited because the original Kentucky Fried Chicken um, has undergone a $3 million renovation mm. in the last two years. And so the museum um, has, has completely changed into this uh, immersive, interactive experience. Um, and so, you know, of course, we love Colonel Sanders. We love him so much. We have a life-size bronze statue of him on Main Street. Oh, yes. Um, but, but yeah, so KFC, it's, it's really, you know, some people will tell us as they come into the, the Welcome Center that it's the best chicken they've ever had. Mm. But, you know, you can't get any better KFC than right here in the original home. Oh, no um, doubt. <laughs> but yeah, the museum is full of history, um, digital, you know, mechanisms that, that tell the story of Kentucky Fried Chicken and Colonel Sanders and how he got his start, a lot of memorabilia. Um, and then, you know, we even have, for those that are visiting, we have a kiosk, a tourism kiosk in the lobby people that want to explore more of the city have have the educational tools to do so so yeah. I've, I've all of a sudden got this um five dollar fill up song stuck in my head three chicken <laughs> tenders tenders and gravy but yes <laughs> we do encourage people to go to the kiosk uh, further explore and i believe it you know even if you've been to kfc a hundred times you think you've had it you think you've had the best of it you haven't, unless you've been to the original location, have you? That's exactly right. Um, it's like no other place on earth. And it's, you know, the, the Colonel story is just so interesting. Um, but even, you know, some of the exhibits show a timeline of Kentucky Fried Chicken and how it grew and changed and, you know, shaped the future. Gosh, and its history dates back... Gosh, darn near a century, doesn't it? It does, yes. I'm telling you, it's worth checking out. So go eat and learn a lot in the process at the uh, original Colonel, Colonel Harlan Sanders Cafe. Now, speaking of Colonel Harlan Sanders, we can learn even more about his impressive background by paying a visit to Corbin's one and only Sanders Park. So Maggie, tell us about the unique features and educational opportunities that Sanders Park has to offer. Yeah, so as I had mentioned, you know, we love the Colonel so much. We put a life-size bronze statue of him on Main Street, which is 
located inside of Sanders Park. Oh, that's within the park. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. So it's it's right there on the front of Main Street, um, which is a great photo opportunity. But within the park, we also have interpretive panels that, that um, tell the, the story of the colonel and his quest for the American dream. Um, so there's a lot of educational panels. We also have a secret recipe garden that mm. contains some of the herbs um, used in the colonel's secret recipe. And the trick is to try to guess which of those herbs he included. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of fun. Yeah, it's a bit of a puzzle, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> well, so, you know, they always said that, you know, he kept his recipe, they kept his recipe in a vault. So, so nobody else could come close to it. Exactly. <laughs> See, so you can you can learn about the uh, the herbs that he used, but as far as the, the the portions and how exactly they were distributed, you know, my guess is that if you try to make it at home, you're probably you're probably not going to touch the Colonel's recipe. But... Oh, I'd say not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. But. At least you can get some insight into it by visiting the Herb Garden at Sanders Park. Now, uh, Maggie, your website also indicates that construction is underway on one of Corbin's most anticipated future attractions, and that would be the State of the Arts Railroad Museum. So why don't you give us uh, an approximate timetable for its grand opening, as well as uh, maybe a sneak preview of what we can expect from this marvelous museum. Yes. So, you know, the Corbin Rail Museum um, is a project that pays homage to the history and the heritage of Corbin. Um, our city was founded on the LNN Railroad, um, and we have a historic passenger depot. Mm -hmm. um, that still exists on Depot Street. And our railroad lines actually run adjacent to the street. So, you know, we get a lot of people that come for train spotting and pictures and different things of that nature. Um, we have been working on the museum, the development of the museum since 2015. Uh -huh. um, and we do intend in the next three to five years to be able to complete the museum. Um, we, the Tourism Commission has actually been, uh, you know, reserving funds uh, for, it's it's about a $1.5 million project. Oh, yeah, expensive, for sure. Exactly, right. So we've been, we've been making progress on the museum, but we've also been trying to save the funds needed to do the project all at once. And um, there's actually a grant opportunity that's become available that we intend to apply for. Um, but the museum is intended to capture, you know, the, the history of the LNN Railroad and its progression through the city of Corbin. So we intend to have fully digital interactive um, exhibits. Uh, one of those, which will be a train simulator. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that'll be really fun for people to be able to get in and, you know, it simulate that they're they're driving a train, um, as well as, of course, memorabilia 
and historical artifacts, you know, will be displayed throughout the museum um, that were used in Corbin, whether it's timetables, lanterns, locks. Um, but we're, we're trying to tell the history of the railroad and the railroad worker. So we want people to, you know, understand um, what, it, what it meant to Corbin and kind of how Corbin developed around it. What a great opportunity to uh, trace the rich history of the railroad around Corbin. So keep your uh, eyes open for that. We'll try to keep you posted here too sometime, hopefully in the next three to five years. But in the meantime, patrons can check out the passenger depot right now. Yes, that's correct. And we also, outside of the museum, have a few um, exhibits. So we have a Pullman passenger car, uh, which the exterior was just recently restored this summer. Oh, okay. And the intent for that is actually to um, for passengers to be able to load on that car and it simulates a, a train ride. Um, because these are static, these are static displays. Sure. Um, sure. And our crown jewel over beside our historic depot is LNN 2132. And the steam engine, cold tender, and then original LNN caboose um, are, are there on display. But our steam engine is actually the last remaining steam engine in the world to ever be handcrafted by the LNN in South Louisville. So the last engine to ever be crafted in Elodin, South Louisville can be found right there. And if you're a, a train freak, even if you're not, you're gonna, you're gonna have a blast with uh, plenty to see and do uh, within and outside of the, the passenger depot. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, indeed. Good way to kill several hours and have a ball in the process. Now, Maggie, four times each year, Car enthusiasts flock to Corbin for the fun-filled Cumberland Valley cruise in. So enlighten us, if you would, on this signature Corbin staple and explain what makes this exciting event so popular. Yeah, so the Cumberland Valley cruise in um, has actually, we're getting ready to come up on our 20th anniversary. Ah. Um, yeah, so we're, we're looking to do something big to celebrate our 20-year anniversary in 2022. Um, but it's always held the second Saturday of uh, May, June, July, and September. And we get classic cars from all over the United States, antiques, um, hot rods, um, anywhere from 300 to 500 different cars will come out and set up on Main Street and it's really just a great family-friendly um, opportunity for people to come together. Uh, it's, it's, of course, free, but we have music. We do train rides. We give away, um, you know, door prizes and gift certificates. And it's, it's just, it's a blast. Cool. And uh, food vendors, too, I'm sure. Yes. Oh, definitely. So, you know, we have, um, and a variety of, of different, you know, crafters, and sometimes we have a swap meet. Swap meet. Oh, that sounds fun. And this is uh, the second Saturday of May, June, July, and September. So definitely 
worth putting on our list. Even if we're not car nuts, it's a great opportunity to mix and mingle and make friends. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, everybody, it's great for all ages. You never miss a one, do you, Maggie? Oh, never. No, we're always there, um, you know, to provide, you know, local area information to all the guests that are coming in. And I love plastic cars. So it's it's a great event for me to be able to appreciate the cars that are still out there. And folks, if you have children, it's a great event for them as well. Now, Maggie, do you have any children? I don't. Okay. I've got, I've got a fur baby. You've got a fur baby. Is it a dog or a cat? A dog. Okay. We've got a dog too. In fact, my my dog Jojo is curled up right behind me here. So she's she's oh. uh, she's digging this Corbin conversation too. I think she wants to go. <laughs> so <laughs> we're we're gonna have to take Jojo along when we <laughs> cruise that direction for the cruise in. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Among other things that uh, Corbin offers. Now, in addition to the cruise in, Maggie, Corbin also hosts other fabulous festivals annually, including the one of a kind Nibrock Festival. Did I pronounce that right? That's correct. Uh -huh. Nibrock Festival. That's held each and every August. But uh, why don't you give us a summary of the Nibrock Festival along with perhaps some of the other activities and festivals that we can enjoy in Corbin throughout the year. Well, sure. So, you know, this year Corbin celebrated the 69th annual Nibrock Festival. 69th annual. 69th annual, which this is our hometown festival and Nibrock is Corbin spelled backwards. And Nibrock, you know, has historically been famous for the live entertainment. So there's, you know, music. We have several food and craft vendors. We have a huge carnival um, mm. that takes up, you know, a, a whole street in downtown. So this festival takes place in downtown and it's three full days. Um, and three full days and plenty of rides for the kids. <laughs> yes, yes. And, you know, all the entertainment is free. Um, there is also, you know, we partner with our local radio station to do impersonator contests and talent shows. So, you know, people people just come out and really, it's almost like a homecoming for us. Sure. So people, People come home to visit their families and enjoy the festivities, um, get a funnel cake, you know, <laughs> ride the tilt-a-whirl, um, and, and just enjoy uh, uh, the city for, for the three-day festival. Now, I would love to hear those impersonations. Now, I imagine that uh, a lot of them try to do Elvis, do they not? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have an amazing Elvis impersonator. Do you? <laughs> oh, we do. And he has a following and, and he, he shows up at some of our other events, like, um, you know, our, our Whitley County Farmers Market, which is held every Tuesday night from uh, May until October. So sometimes he'll come to the Farmers Market and perform. 
Oh, neat. So yeah. <laughs> you can get your fruits and vegetables and hear one bowl of money at the same time. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> what are some of the other po popular impersonations that uh, that you've noticed in recent years? <laughs> oh, well, of course, Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders uh, here. Yep. 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 We get, we get plenty of people that um, dress up as the Colonel, um, you know, Loretta Lynn, um we we just have a wide variety people are so creative and we just we really enjoy it gosh and i guess there's some a, a prize up for the uh the, the top like the winner or maybe the top two yeah i'm I, i'm pretty sure that the radio station gives a cash prize um to the winner and of course it's the people's choice so oh it's okay the the, uh, the patrons get to vote yes <laughs> that's the only only fair way to do it they do that on the Friday night because it's it's the middle of the festival. Um, and then, you know, like I said, they also do a talent show. So musicians and singers and actors and actresses, you know, can come out and and perform in the talent show. Um, cool. Yeah, that's always nice to be able to see the community come out and share, you know, Share okay. their gifts. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> With the community. So it, it's a Friday through Sunday. So is this right before school starts in Corbin or? It, right it traditionally is. It's traditionally, um, it's always held the second full weekend in August. And um, it's traditionally the, the weekend before school begins. Okay, so I'm betting that if it were during the school calendar, though, they would probably give the kids uh, an off day on Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's that big of a deal, for yes, sure. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Everybody goes, and if not, people ask about you. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yes, indeed. So get your funnel cake and soak up the fun come next August. Now, what about... Um, what about some of the other festivals and, and act you mentioned the farmer's market. Are there any others that we need to keep in oh, mind? Oh gosh. Yeah. So we are home of the um, annual Moonbow Egg Fest. Egg and Fest. Egg Fest. That's held in September of every year. Mm. And essentially we get big green egg enthusiasts who come in from all over the nation to cook on their big green eggs and people purchase a ticket um and come in and taste so it's mm. ultimate foodie event um it's great fun and there's recipe sharing and just a lot of camaraderie um, and people really just enjoy you know the food that's cooked on the egg i'm all about taste testing so <laughs> that would be <laughs> my kind of festival sure yeah for sure and then we, we do our movies in the park um, twice a year so the kiddos you know can come out um, to Sanders Park and watch a free movie um, we do our annual Oktoberfest which is you know just a it's a fall celebration so we offer everything from um, vendors to hay rods and pumpkin painting um, and it's just a great time for families to come out and celebrate the change of the season. Okay, so Oktoberfest probably just wrapped up a few weeks ago. It did. It sure did. It was it was held on October 9th. Okay, so early in October. 
Ah, gotcha. And that egg fest, now is that at uh, Cumberland Falls State Park since it's the Moonbow Egg Fest? No, it's it's actually held downtown um, behind Sanders Park. But of course, you know, we love the Moonbow too. So Sure. And you're, <laughs> you know, you're close enough to it that <laughs> you can certainly appreciate it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And get some, <laughs> some great food at the same time. And uh, I'm guessing you probably got some exciting stuff happening in Corbin up ahead for Christmas, do we not? We do. So um, uh, as in a Corbin tradition, um, always the Sunday before Thanksgiving, we have our Christmas open house event, which is a downtown shopping event and the kickoff to the Christmas season. But gotcha. we also have Santa Claus and free hot chocolate and train rides and um, vendors. And so it's it's just a really great opportunity for people to celebrate the Christmas season. Neat. And then the first Saturday of every December is our annual Christmas parade. Um, mm. And so we always do our Christmas parade uh, that evening, the first Saturday, which this year is December 4th. But in addition to the parade, we also um, partner with the city and we bring in a ice skating rink that oh. we host for a full seven days. So um, people can come out and ice skate and enjoy the parade and have hot chocolate and just really, really celebrate the season. See, so after shopping till you drop a Sunday before Thanksgiving and then enjoying the, the parade and the ice skating, I mean, how could you not be in the Christmas spirit after all that? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so <laughs> plenty of uh, opportunities to put a little holiday in your heart. Now, on top of all this, uh, Maggie, we mustn't forget about Corbin. We were just talking about shop until we drop, and it's the perfect place for a therapeutic shopping spree. So if you wouldn't mind, give us a rundown of the splendid local shops in and around Corbin, along with the uh, specialty sensations that we may find on their shelves. Oh, absolutely. You know, Corbin is home to some of the most wonderful boutiques and different shopping destinations. Um, we actually have, you know, on, on Main Street in downtown Corbin, we have Ever Aston, which is a beautiful ladies boutique um, that sells clothing of all sizes and for uh, different tastes. Ever Aston. Ever asked, and we were really excited um, when she opened just a few months ago there on Main. So we're always, you know, happy to to welcome new businesses to Main Street. Oh, no doubt. Um, and then we have Alley Stuff, which is an antique um, store. She has the most amazing finds. Um, it's a treasure trove and you never know what kind of treasure you're going to get. Oh, so in other words, the junk gypsies would be proud of Allie. <laughs> Absolutely. She is a junker through and through. So much so that in addition to Allie's stuff, also downtown, she's opened a warehouse, and um, she'll frequently have the Rusty Krusty Saturday sale, Rusty Crusty Saturday sale. <laughs> yeah, so people can come in and, and find some of those bigger items and 
you know, just just really cool antique things that that you're not really going to find anywhere else. Uh huh. Um, we also have a really cool vinyl um, shop. So we have White Rabbit Records. White Rabbit and- Records. That's kind of a tongue twister. Yeah, a little bit. They're on Main Street, and they've actually participated in Record Day twice this year. So mm. Those um, coveted, hard-to-find um, discs, uh, they have been able to carry, and people, you know, stand in line and wait till the doors open so that they can get their copy. But the vinyl, the vinyl shop's really fun. Oh, I can imagine, especially if you're looking for that one hit wonder that you just can't seem to find anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, you know, we have um, resale therapy. We have, um, let's see, Rubel Boutique. We have several boutiques in the area um, that sell a variety of clothing, even um, Little Bells and Bows, which is for children. We've got Aww. boutique for children. Yeah. So it's it's super cool. So there's there's a, a wide variety of shopping destinations um that are local. And then of course, you know, we're also home to JCPenney and Belk and Ross. And you know, so um it's you could definitely shop till you drop. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> find all kinds of amazing things. See, so from from the locals to the chains, if, if Corbin ain't got it, you don't need it. That's it. That's exactly right. <laughs> so come there and, you know, see what the shelves have to offer. Now, I know that if we come to Corbin Hungry and leave Corbin Hungry, it's our own fault, isn't it, Maggie? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, indeed. So fill us in on the wide array of restaurants in and around Corbin, including some of their delightful signature dishes. Yes. So, you know, the great thing about Corbin is probably six, uh, 60 to 70% of our restaurants are locally owned and operated. Um, and we offer everything to satisfy any palate. So, um, you know, Main Street is home to seven locally owned and operated restaurants. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you've got Austin City Saloon where you can get a a, a honker of a, a tater mm. filled with all kinds of good stuff or the Hank Burger. Um, you know, their their food is is definitely um delicious and and the live music that they do there on Friday and Saturday nights really provide some great entertainment sure and any burger called the hank burger has got to be tasty <laughs> <laughs> exactly um the depot on main uh is is definitely famous for steaks um you know it's a it's a fine dining experience um and then we have the caboose uh sports tavern which you know if you want a slider and a beer it's perfect the caboose. I love how we got so many train theme names yeah, <laughs> for these the restaurants. Owners, yeah, the business owners really embrace our, our history. But, you know, one of the restaurants um, that I wanted to tell you all about was just featured on Food Network. Ah. Uh-huh. And uh, so the Wrigley Tap Room. Wrigley Tap Room located on main street in downtown corbin and is a full farm to table restaurant 
Mm. So, um, you know, the the owner is a, a, a cattle um, farmer who produces her own beef and utilizes local farms to purchase veg, uh, vegetables. Um, now, her signature dish is by far the Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Anybody in the state of Kentucky that has eaten at the Wrigley will rave over those Brussels sprouts. They are the best. So even if you've never liked them, you, you better get them when you go to the Wrigley. That's exactly right. Yes. I mean, it's it's a it's a must try. What Food Network show were they featured on? Was it Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, or do you know? No, it was actually a pilot show where they were in competition. So um, they were in, in competition with two other teams. One was from Atlanta, I believe, and the other was from Pittsburgh. So hmm. you had two major cities in competition, you know, with with a smaller Southeast Kentucky um, city and the, the cooking teams did a cook-off. Um, it was a pilot, and I do anticipate that it it will continue to carry on. But it was really nice to have uh, Kentucky represented to the world. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that for sure. I mean, how could you not enjoy a southeastern Kentucky uh, cooking on a, <laughs> a a television show to be? So <laughs> well, and I'll give you a hint: she made fried chicken. <laughs> oh, now that's got to be a winner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fried chicken always scores brownie points, at least with people around these parts. So, Amen. <laughs> and then, of course, head on down to Seasons Restaurant, where, you know, they, they not only have um, an amazing array of food, like the famous Kentucky Hot Brown. Love it. And the Turkey Bacon Club. But they are also interior designers by trade. And so walking into their restaurant and shops are like going into a fairy tale. Um, everything is decorated so lavishly and beautifully. And it is just a sight to behold. What about what if, if we've got a, uh, an early morning hankering for some, some omelets or biscuits and gravy? Do you have a a specific place or two that we need to go for breakfast? You know, Austin City Saloon does a brunch um, on Sundays, and they have these big cat head biscuits that they serve. Mm, um, tasty. Yes, with kind of an all-you-can-eat, you know, breakfast buffet. So um, Austin City is definitely a crowd favorite. See, so hang out a few hours and get you some brunch if you get up early. You know, it'll be well worth the wait. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's all you can eat, so you could uh, pig out and have a blast while you're doing it. Now, last but certainly not least, Maggie, after all of this sightseeing and shopping and dining, we'll undoubtedly be in search of uh, an ideal location for rest and relaxation. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us about the assortment of local establishments where we can uh, kick back and chill for the night yeah absolutely so you know of course um we are home to a variety of hotels if that is what you're looking for a a you know traditional setting like Holiday Inn Express um or or the Best Western sure so Again, you know, we also have other lodging accommodations. We do have some Airbnbs. 
um, that are, are extremely nice and offer the comfort of home away from home. Yeah, those B&Bs are always a unique experience. Oh, absolutely. Now, Cumberland Falls State Park has a uh, lodge as well as cottages that they rent. Um, and we had talked about Shatawi Trace Adventure Resort and Hi. RV camping cabins. Um, and we also have Laurel Lake Camping Resort, which also provides a variety of uh, lodging options from tent camping to luxurious cabins. But uh, in addition to lodging, you know, they have a wide variety of activities available on site so that you, you have a true resort experience. See, so from basic to upscale, indoor to outdoor, you're going to find the perfect place to rest your bones. Exactly. <laughs> Maggie, you've been a blast. I've sure enjoyed this conversation. Now, in 60 seconds or less, before we let you go, why don't you... Give us your best sales pitch for Corbin as a vacation destination designed with the whole family in mind. Well, okay. So um, Corbin is home to history, hospitality, and adventure. Located in the peaceful grandeur of the Daniel Boone National Forest, among the shoreline of the beautiful Laurel Lake, and home to the only moon bow in the Western Hemisphere. Uh, Corbin offers everything for uh, all ages to enjoy food, adventure, history, fun, and more. So now how could you not be sold after that? So <laughs> gas up the vehicle and head on over to Corbin and uh, Shake a howdy with Maggie Manholland there. And she's got plenty of uh, pamphlets and brochures and other stuff for you to uh, help jumpstart your stay in Corbin, correct? Absolutely. Our welcome center is located right directly off of exit 25. And we are looking forward to seeing you because Corbin loves company. Yes, indeed. I saw that on the website, too. I, I agree. Corbin definitely loves company. And uh, your Welcome Center hours are probably about banker's hours, right? <laughs> well, we're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 5. Gotcha. So <laughs> 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. Ample opportunity. And visit their website as well. It's uh, CorbinKYTourism.com. It's also... Corbin KY Tourism on Instagram and on Facebook, you can find them at Corbin Tourism and Convention Commission. Is there any I'm leaving out there, Maggie? No, um, I think that's right. And then, of course, people can always call us at 606-528-8860. Sweet. So dial that number. Easy to remember. And talk to Maggie. Now, is it a, is it a one-woman show or do you have a secretary or how many of you are there? I do. I, I do have a, a part-time um, office person that works about 25 hours a week. And then the rest of it's, the rest of it's on me. <laughs> I gotcha. So you might get to, you might get Maggie's office rep, but she can transfer you to her. And, and she got, gosh, that, that office representative could probably help you out a fair amount too. So, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, whoever you talk to, they'll get you steered in the right direction well maggie thanks so much for joining us this has been great and uh, we'll do it again sometime 
Awesome. It has been such a pleasure. And thank you so much for the opportunity. And we we look forward to greeting everyone to our great city. I'm ready to go. You ready to go? Let's make hay and hit the trail. I'm telling you, Corbin just has so much to see and do and experience. The Christmas things they've got lined up for later this month and next month all sound great. That Christmas open house Sunday before Thanksgiving would be right up my mama's alley. Susan Moore would be all over that. And uh, the parade scheduled for the first Saturday in December. I've got fond memories of Christmas parades because I was in a few as a young pub. So I can always appreciate a good parade. Also, of course, the local eateries, shops, and the original Kentucky Fried Chicken. Now, I'm going to reiterate this. You might have had Kentucky Fried Chicken multiple times, but if you have not had fried chicken from the original Kentucky Fried Chicken, you're missing out. It is not your average KFC fried chicken. It is way better. And while you devour it, you can take you in the museum, learn an awful lot about the impressive background of Colonel Harlan Sanders. Trust me, it's well worth a visit. And not to mention Cumberland Falls State Resort Park, which we touched on for a few minutes during the interview. Now, I actually featured Cumberland Falls State Resort Park on an early, early episode of Blabbit in the Bluegrass. Brett Smitley from the park was kind enough to be my guest and share with us all that the park had to offer. So if you would like to uh, explore Cumberland Falls State Resort Park more in depth, at least via your iPhone <laughs> or whichever device you listen to this podcast on, that would be episode two of season one. Episode two of season one, I feature Cumberland Falls State Park and uh, he's very informative, Brett Smitley is, and he really knows his stuff. He's a veteran of the park, and he will tell you all about what you can look forward to on your visit. So we highly encourage you to listen to that episode if you have not already done so. And I'm telling you, it's all at your fingertips once you get to Corbin and CorbinKYTourism.com, as we mentioned. That's your website, and I will link you to that in my show notes as well. Thanks so much once again to Miss Maggie Manholland for taking time to be with us today. She was such a pleasure to talk to, very enlightening, and we look forward to talking with her again soon, perhaps around the time the Railroad Museum opens in Corbin, hopefully within the next three to five years or so. But we'll do our best to keep tabs on that progress for you, and in the meantime... Before we wrap things up for this week, we have the answer to the Bluegrass Brain Buster, the question we brought you at the beginning of the program, and it was a two-parter. First, I wanted to know which two words can famously be seen on the water tower in Florence, Kentucky. And your answer? It's so Kentucky. Florence, y'all. Yep, if you're driving on the interstate on the way up to Cincinnati or down from Cincinnati, chances are you've seen it. In fact, I hope you have because it's kind of hard to miss it. Florence, y'all, the two words seen on the water tower in Florence. Now, part two, what was originally supposed to be advertised on that water tower? As you might imply, it was the Florence Mall. Yep, the Florence Mall was supposed to be advertised on that water tower originally, but then, after it was printed, it was determined that the city prohibited advertisements up that high. So, 
They scratched out the M and put a Y there, and that's how we get Florence Yall, which is currently found on the water tower in the community and probably will be forever and ever. Amen. So, we'll have another Bluegrass Brain Buster next week. Sure hope you'll be here. The next show will come out next Wednesday, so mark that on your calendar. In the meantime, be sure to email me, bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com with anything that's on your mind related to the show. Also, shoot me a message via the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page, where you can also catch up on previous episodes that you might have missed, make comments, you can stay up to date with teasers on future shows, and any additional information that may be passed along throughout the course of the week. And don't forget to listen to and subscribe to Blabbing in the Bluegrass without paying one thin dime via one of four, that's right, four podcast directories now, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Verbal. Verbal is the most recent addition. They are all available to you and easily accessed. Definitely a perfect way for you to keep up to date with Blabbing in the Bluegrass on a weekly basis. And we welcome you to do so. Now, until we meet again next week, you know what you gotta do. Keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep on blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.